video that that was. Oh, I'm here. Okay, great. Awesome. All right. So good morning, friends. My name is Michelle Holtzclaw, and I happen to do family ministry here, which means that I uh, get to hang out with awesome uh, youth each week on Wednesdays, and then um, I'm with our children's program all the time, too. So it's a really fun job, and I love doing it, but mostly I love doing it because of the opportunities I have to get to know our next generation and to spend time with them and tell them about uh, Jesus and who he is. And so um, the reason that I do what I do and the reason that I choose to uh, give everything that I give is because I feel like it's our job so that the next generation will know. And we have these three amazing seniors here with me, um, our three seniors from Wednesday Nights and Crossroad Youth, who happen to all three be valedictorians. who are here with us today. And so I asked them for our Youth Sunday, for our senior moment to uh, think about what they felt it was important for the next generation to know and to come up with that and share it. And since they're valedictorians, they're used to speaking to large groups of people. So I feel like this will be no problem for them <laughs> at all. And so what I wanna do now is I wanna give them the opportunity to share what they think the next generation will know. And we'll start with Miss Annalise. Is this on? Oh, it's on. Okay, so. One thing that I definitely recommend is don't spend so much time worrying about what you're going to do and every little thing that goes wrong because I know I've done that a lot and it really sucks. You miss out on so much because you're afraid of what other people think and you just, you need to let it go. You need to give your worries to God and you just need to live life. And if you mess up, like do better next time. Like God's okay with it. He knows we're not perfect and he knows we're all going to screw up every once in a while. So just trust in him and know that he loves you no matter what. Okay, so my piece of advice would be to let God lead your path. So it's easy to say, not so easy to follow, but um, my time in high school has taught me that it's okay for um, your path not to look like everybody else's. And in my own, like, experience that took place in um, my schedule. So like I took Spanish one as a senior, which meant I had to be with freshmen every day. <laughs> um, you can imagine how like entertaining that class was, but um, it did give me the opportunity to connect with my teacher when she was um, grieving the loss of her mom. Um, I was able to share with her, you know, like scripture and um, experience I've had with grieving in my own life. And um, while it was not the conventional way to take Spanish one, it did give me the opportunity to share God's word and um, you know, connect with people in the most unlikely circumstances. So my advice would be to let God lead your path in whatever way that looks like, because ultimately his path will be better than any path you could ever imagine. So. Thank you, Sophia. So my advice is uh, to always like work your hardest at everything. I always feel like I gave like 100% and I feel like uh, that gave me like so much opportunity for what God like has allowed me to do. And um, I just think that like you need to like not like also you need to work hard in like following God um, and yeah, I guess that's it. Awesome, thank you, Will. All right, 
right, guys, if you would give me another round of applause for these amazing seniors. And for our awesome youth, you guys may go sit down. Okay, before I officially begin with my um, seven-minute sermon you guys get to hear today, I want to say, <laughs> those of you who have heard me before are laughing because you know it's true, you're going to get out early. Okay, but I do want to say I recognize that it's sometimes difficult to um, have your small kids here with you this morning. I get that. You know, family worship is its own challenge. But I just want to say that I'm so thankful for this opportunity to have, to have our, our elementary age friends here with us today, because I think it's super valuable that they get to see this opportunity of these youth and the leadership they have. I say this as a person who has four children of my own, and I've already counted to three and give, given the mom eyes over there, okay? Like, I get it. It's hard, but it also matters, and it matters that they see this. And this morning, it, it kind of hit me how much it matters, because my seven-year-old said, Mommy, I didn't know girls could be drummers. And I said, heck yes, they can. You can be a drummer too if you want. But now she's seen that. And she's seen that, they, that she has the opportunity to do something great for the Lord because of the opportunity to be in here. And so I thank you so much for being here this morning and for having your kids. And then I also wanna say, you know, kids are kids and that's okay. And it doesn't have to be perfectly quiet and it doesn't have to be anything other than what it is because Jesus loves children, I love children, and I think this is going to be a great morning. So. That's just my little disclaimer for the day. <laughs> okay, so good morning, fellowship family. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning on this Youth Sunday. Uh, one of the blessings about what I do here is that I do not preach, okay? And so when I get up here, you guys aren't expecting this amazing sermon. And I was gonna say it was fun because this morning Trey got to do what I normally do. And usually I'm pretty good at announcements, so I thought this'll be great, we'll switch. You'll see, he struggles with what I do, I struggle with what he does, but it turns out he's pretty good at announcements too, so that one didn't hold up, but it's fine, because I feel like we're gonna have a great time this morning together. But, like I said, my job here is not preaching, and so when I get the opportunity to be on this stage, I don't have to worry about this perfect sermon that's going to wow you, because my job up here on this stage is to share with you my passion, or my heart, if you will. And so this morning, I wanna give you a little bit of a glimpse of that. See, I have two things that I wanna share with you today that I feel very passionate about. And the first one is planting flowers. There's some pretty flowers for my uh, front flower bed at home, and I love them. They bring me great joy. And the second thing that I uh, feel passionate about is spending time with our next generation, telling them about God that loves them. And the crazy thing is, I think these two passions happen to go together. So if you will, raise your hand if you're familiar with Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Mr. Rogers is pretty awesome, right? If you're not familiar with Mr. Rogers, okay, Fred McFeely Rogers, he was um, also known as Mr. Rogers. He was an American television host, an author, a producer. He was a Presbyterian minister. Fun fact, if you didn't know that. He was the creator, the showrunner, and the host of the preschool television series, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which ran from 1968 all the way through 2001, and he was fantastic. Parents today or kids today might be more familiar with uh, something called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which is like a legacy of his program. Pretty fun. Now, like I said, I love Mr. Rogers, and I love the legacy that he left behind and all the lessons that we can still glean from him. 
And in 2002, Mr. Rogers gave the commencement speech at Dartmouth College. 10 minutes and 21 seconds in, Mr. Rogers asked this question. Who are those who have helped you become the person that you are? Now he goes on to talk about graduates and anyone really who has been able to sustain a good work has had at least one person and often many more who believed in him or her. See, he says we just don't get to be competent human beings without a lot of different investments from others. And he continues this speech with an invitation to take one minute, 60 whole seconds of his talk time to give us a moment of silence to sit and think about those who helped us become who we are today. Now, I'm not gonna give you 60 seconds to think about that, but as I was thinking about his speech and I was thinking about my opportunity here today and those people who helped me to become who I am today, I was reminded of another one of my all-time favorite quotes. Audrey Hepburn once said, to plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. See, I think this quote is a good one because um, I believe in planting gardens, right? But I believe in tomorrow as well. And not just as in the day that comes after today, right? Because I mean, I do believe in that, let's just clarify. But I believe in planting for today, planting today for something that has the opportunity to grow and bloom and become something amazing somewhere down the road. See, I believe that it's our calling as Christians to plant the seeds of faith so that this next generation will know God and know his love for them. Now, Paul talks about this in his letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 9, says this. What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's build, God's building. See, what I think Paul is saying here in this passage is that we all together get to be a part of planting this garden. We all get to believe in tomorrow. We all get to tell this next generation, and the current one too, about the God who loves them and wants to be in a relationship with them. Or, like Mr. Rogers would put it, we get to be the different instruments that help to make us all who we are. See, we get to be used in and for the kingdom of God. I think that's pretty cool. Here at Fellowship, we have an anchor verse for the vision of our church, and it's this. 1 Thessalonians 2.8 says, we loved you so much that we shared with you not only the gospel, but our lives as well. If you read it in the NIV translation, it says we were delighted to share the gospel as well as our lives. So I'm gonna ask you today, friends, who are you delighted in sharing the gospel with as well as your lives? Where are you giving your time and your talent? Where are you sharing yourself so that by your life, someone else can see the love and the grace of God the Father pouring out over their lives? If you can't answer that right away, that's okay. I'd encourage you to take a Mr. Rogers moment 
and think about those people in your life who shared not only the gospel, but who shared their lives and their love as well. And see if maybe that encourages you to start planning the garden and believing that tomorrow is worth the investment. Now, I won't pull like the pastor thing where I ask us all to like bow our heads and close our eyes and raise our hands if we're feeling this, you know, conviction. But I will say that uh, if you don't feel equipped or you don't feel comfortable or whatever it is that makes us feel like we're ready to just get out there and nail this task, I wanna encourage you. See, I've worked professionally for the Lord for a couple of years now and I've decided that that feeling is not a common one. We don't often feel like we're ready to just do it exactly how it's supposed to be done. And I think that that's okay because what happens is God comes in. Just like Paul said, the one who plants and water are doing so, so that God can make the garden grow. We just have to trust him to use us for his glory. Now, Paul breaks it down for us even more, um, and he shows us a picture of what that would look like to create the fertile ground for this kind of planting. We're gonna read that together in Colossians chapter three, verses 12 through 17. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all of its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So my encouragement for you all is to get out there Plant that garden, share your life and the gospel with those around you. Go ahead and tip your domino so that the next generation will know who God is and how that changes everything. I can promise you it's worth your time. So that is what I have for you. If you'll bow your heads with me and hopefully the worship team is close enough to come back and join us in just a second. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful for the opportunity to get here today to share my heart uh, with this beautiful room of people, Lord. I pray that, that the jobs that you have for us, Lord, are ones that we are bold enough to step into and take, Lord, because we know that as long as what we're doing is for you, Lord, that you will take it and make it something that we could have never dreamed of. Lord, I pray for this room uh, of this, this next generation. I pray that, Lord, above all, that they know you, Lord, and know of your love for them and that they are comforted and driven and encouraged and all the positive things by that, Lord. But Lord, I pray for us as a room too that we would take seriously our jobs of helping to spread your message so that everyone could know you, Lord. I pray that you would go with us and be with us and help us to be the people that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.